Hello, and welcome to the Seven Sage Podcast. My name is JY Ping, and on today's episode, I want to talk about how to take prep tests such that your prep test scores more accurately predict your test day score. This is a very important topic, obviously. It's you know one of the motivating reasons of, of taking prep tests is to is to see, to take temperature, to see like, am I ready to take the actual test? And um, I just, I can't tell you how many times it's guaranteed to happen. Every single time there's a score release, we, we get people who uh, say that, you know, their actual score dropped like 10 points from their prep test score, right? And it's, it's awful. It's, it's heartbreaking. And you want to do everything you can to make sure that doesn't happen to you. Okay. So th- this is why I want to talk about this because I think it's very easy and if you don't examine this, you don't think about this, it's very easy to fall into some uh, habits that set you up for this kind of disappointment. Okay, so I'm going to talk about the things that you're supposed to do when you're taking prep tests in terms of, um, I suppose, two different categories of things. The first category, I'll, I'll call them the, the standard assumption because these, seems to be, these seem to be like more obvious things. The second category is the more subtle stuff. Okay, the, the stuff that you might just end up doing as a matter of course, but then really hurts you in the long run. Okay, so for the standard like standard assumption stuff, I, I have to just assume that you, you understand that if you want your prep test score to be a true reflection of your actual test day uh, score, that the prep test itself has to be pristine, absolutely pristine. You, you, you can't have seen any of the questions, not even a single question. Um, and, you know, one of the most common, um, I suppose, violations of this assumption is where uh, someone, um, you know, has been studying for a long time, is maybe running out of material and wants to uh, retake a prep test, which is totally fine, by the way. I, I think it's a great idea to retake prep tests and that, but, you know, the thing is, you just don't want to put any weight on the retake score. Okay, so in other words, retaking prep tests is a good way to, to study, but it has no value in terms of predicting your actual test day score. And the reason is because you, you just cannot guarantee that the fact that this is a retake had no impact on your answer choices. I know, like, a lot of people want to say, well, it was a, week, it was a year ago. I honestly don't remember any of the questions, and I hear that a lot, and I don't doubt that's true. I don't doubt that, you know. I mean, I, I retake prep tests sometimes, and I'm like, oh my god, did I really take this prep test before? I truly have, you know, they, they talk about these weird monkeys, and I feel like I'd, I'd be the kind of person that would remember a question about weird monkeys, right? So, okay, you know, the thing is, when you're th- reasoning like that, you're, you're making this assumption that the only way in which your prep test score could be tainted, right? This retake prep test score could be inflated is if you've consciously remembered the questions. And that's just a bad assumption to make. It's entirely possible that subconsciously you are, you did become more familiar with that monkey question, right? Like you picked answer choice C for question 23, just like 20 seconds faster. Even though consciously you don't remember this question, subconsciously because you were blind reviewed it a year ago, you were just drawn to the right answer, right? That, that those subconscious decisions that you're making may not rise to the level of consciousness. And so you may not notice that um, this being a retake had a positive influence on your score. And so the best policy is just to ignore prep retake scores, right? Retake prep test scores, irrelevant. 
Okay, so if you want your prep test score to be a true indicator of your actual test day score, make sure it's pristine. All right, so that's the first uh, standard assumption that you're, you're taking pristine prep tests. The second one is that um, it should be recent. Recent meaning like within 10 years or so of when you're actually going to take the prep test. This is a much softer constraint because unless they make some major fundamental overhauls to what they're trying to test us on, and I'm talking about the LSAC, the LSAT doesn't change very much fundamentally. Superficially now, it, it does change here and there, but deeply, it hasn't changed. Okay, so that's, that's the standard assumption number two. And again, this is a softer one, but make sure your prep test is recent. And the third assumption is that, of course, you're, you're not cheating yourself, right? I mean, you are actually taking the prep test under actual timing conditions, right? So whatever uh, amount of time that you're supposed to have, 35 minutes a section, take the breaks when you're supposed to take the breaks. Uh, you know, when Proctor calls time, you actually just stop working, okay? You can't give yourself an extra second or two. Um, and the best way to make sure you abide by this requirement is just to use a Proctor app, right? There are plenty of Proctor apps. We have a Proctor app but you don't have to use ours. There are plenty of Proctor apps uh, out there. Whatever Proctor app you pick, make sure that the uh, script that they're reading is actually from the LSAC. Okay, so you really get a sense of the language and the, um, I mean, the pacing is hit or miss, right? You, you can't help that. I mean, some people just are going to speak faster, some are going to speak slower, but at least the language, you'll be very familiar with uh, the actual words that you're going to hear. Okay, so that's the three like kind of obvious stuff about how to take prep tests now we're gonna get to the fun stuff this is the sort of less obvious stuff and as a starting point uh, you should ask yourself you should like you know depending on where you are in your studies if you're already in the prep testing phase then um, you'll be able to answer this question about to ask of your five most recently taken prep tests do those scores exhibit a big variance okay so a big variance might be something like um, from the uh, low end of the range, maybe it's a 160, to the high end of the range, maybe it's a 170, right? So that's a big variance. Now, anything bigger than that, obviously, would also count as a big variance. Okay, so that, that's the question you want to ask. If the answer is no, meaning your scores are actually very close to one another, right? Maybe sometimes you get a 163, other times you get a 165, and then next test is a 165 again, and 164, and 166, Right, so those are those are very tight scores. If that's you, then what I'm about to say may actually be useless for you because I'm guessing you probably already do what I'm about to tell people to do. Okay, but if that's not you, if your prep test scores are kind of all over the place, right? You'll have really good days and you'll have really awful days, then um, I'm I'm speaking to you. Okay, so I submit what's happening is that you're allowing luck to enter into your prep test score. This is really bad. This is really bad because luck is unreliable. Luck is like a fair weather friend. Here with you one day, next day off doing their own thing. Right, like you, you need, like when you go into the uh, testing center on actual test day, you have to rely only on those things that are reliable, which is your understanding of logic of argument analysis, of grammar analysis, making inferences fast, being able to do structural low-resolution summaries. Those are skills. Skills 
are yours. They're reliable. Okay, those they're the things that you bring with you into the testing center, not luck, right? So if that's true for test day, then you should strive to make that true for prep test day, each and every prep test day, each and every time you take a prep test. You need to systematically excise luck from your prep test score, okay? So again, sometimes you have a good day, your score is really high, say a 170. That one time you got a 170, but you know the other time I got a 160, and usually I'm hovering around like a 164. What's happening there is that that 160 was a time when you got really unlucky, and the 170 was a time when you got really lucky, right? If, if you are averaging around the 164, that means you're missing about 20 questions, okay? You're missing 20 out of the 100 questions. That's the space within which luck has to play. That's luck's playground, in other words. 20 questions, you're not leaving them, I'm guessing you're not leaving them blank. I'm guessing you're actually just, you know, making an educated guess. You maybe eliminated two out of the, maybe even three out of the five answers, and you're down to A and C, and you're just like, okay, this time I'm going to guess A. Uh, this other question, oh man, is it A or B? I'm just going to guess B, right? That's that's where luck enters into your prep test. And so that one time you got a 170, luck went your way. All those guesses, you got them right. And that one time you got a 160, the low end of your range, luck didn't go your way. Each and every guess you got wrong, right? So most of the time though, you know, luck is kind of 50-50. Okay, so how do you excise luck out of this? How do you tighten up the variance in your prep test scores? You don't want wildly fluctuating prep test scores. You want prep test scores that are very tight and moving up over time. Okay, so the way to do that is to inflict a self-penalty for questions that you are less than 50% sure about. Meaning, if you're down to A and B and you truly have no idea whether to pick A or pick B, intentionally get that question wrong. Okay, so think about that. If you do this systematically for every single question, that means the answer choices that you actually bubble in are reliable answer choices. They are points that if you get them, you can reliably get. Because all those other questions where you're less than 50% sure, there's no chance of luck helping you out and you getting them right because you are intentionally leaving them blank. Okay, you are intentionally getting them wrong. This is how you inflict that self-penalty to excise luck out of your prep test. Viewed another way, what you're doing is you're just making sure that every single prep test is reflecting a score that you can guarantee to achieve on the worst possible day, right? Like it's, it's I mean, it's exactly the same as if, you know, let's say you didn't want to leave a blank. You're only 50-50 on A and B, but you just guess A. Okay, but, but you're wrong. It's actually B. Next question. Same deal. You're 50-50 on C and D. You guess C, but it's actually D, so you get it wrong again. And so on and so forth. For all 20 of those questions, you get every single one of them wrong. Well, that's the same thing, isn't it? It's the same thing as if you had just intentionally left it blank instead of letting luck decide for you whether to get it right or wrong. So that's how I want you to change the way that you're taking your prep test to intentionally remove luck as an element influencing your prep test score. Or, like I said, another way to view this is to um, say to yourself, my prep test scores always reflect 
the worst possible performance that I can have, right? Like when luck completely goes against me. But it's it's not so bad because, you know, once you excise luck out of this, what's left? What's left is skill. Now you have a prep test score, a reliable prep test score that tracks your actual skill. How amazing is that actually? Think, think about that. Now, when you take prep test and your score moves up from a 162 to a 164, you're no longer bothered by this nagging question at the back of your mind. Oh, you know, maybe I just got lucky. Is that why my score went from 162 to 164? No, no way. Because you systematically excise luck from this prep test or those prep tests so that an improvement in your score, you can be more confident owes to an improvement in your skill. And that's amazing because again, skill is the only thing you bring with you into your test day. Okay, so assuming you do this, what you should expect to see is that your prep test scores, the variance should drop a lot. Okay, your prep test scores should, the score should get closer and closer to each other. And then you can set realistic goals for uh, the subsequent prep, prep test. You know, every prep test, look at how many questions you're missing. And for the subsequent prep test, say to yourself, I would like to miss just two or three fewer questions, incrementally improving your score. And if you're able to achieve that goal, again, you can be reasonably confident that it's actually because your skills improved. I, either like fundamental skills in argument analysis and grammar analysis and all that good stuff, or your timing skills, your test-taking tactics, knowing which questions to skip, assessing your likelihood of getting a question right, and you know, doing only those questions that uh, you are fairly confident that you can actually get. Right, But whichever one it is, you can be reasonably confident that your skills improved. It is not because luck decided to smile upon you on that particular test, right? It's going to kick you in the gut when on the next test, right? No, because you've removed it. This way, when you actually go into the test center on your, on your test day, you know, it's like luck is going to be there. You're obviously not going to leave anything intentionally blank. On that day is the day you're going to invite luck back into your test. And from that point on, it doesn't matter what luck does. If luck decides to go against you, all right, no big deal. You've engineered luck to go against you on every single prep test up to that point. So your prep test score should be reflective of your actual test day score. Or alternatively, luck could smile upon you that day. In which case, great. Your test day score should be better than your prep test scores. And either way it goes, that should be fine. Okay, so to wrap all of this up, um, one way you can think about what I'm saying to you is... Um, I'm telling you how to be clear-eyed in looking at your prep test scores, right? I'm telling you that two factors influence your prep test scores, skill and luck. One of them, and only one of them, is reliable. So you need to kick the other one out the door. On actual test day, you invite luck back in. And if luck decides to be cooperative, great. You'll get a better score. If luck decides to be uncooperative, you don't care. You've already planned for it. Okay, so uh, that's it for today's episode. It's a uh, short one, but uh, important one, I think. And I really do hope you'll start to implement this method of taking prep tests. Okay, so I'll see you guys next time. If you found this episode helpful, be sure to check out other episodes on this podcast. And it would really help us a lot if you could leave a review 
or give us a rating on iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Okay, study hard.